Welcome to the Living on Purpose podcast. I am your host, Maudie Wollner, a multiple business owner, life coach, busy mom of three, and curious student of life. This podcast is a place for inspired women to gather. Each week, I will share personal stories, quick inspo, strategies that you can implement right away, and engage in real conversations with badass women who have made the conscious decision to live a life on purpose one that they have intentionally designed and that they now demand. No more allowing our lives to be defined by everyone else. No more putting ourselves on the back burner. No more living in a state of default and never going after our goals or our dreams. We are gonna live our best lives on our terms. Living on purpose is our goal and we're gonna get after it starting right now. All right, ladies, this is the part of the show that I get to give you a big old virtual hug and thank you for reviewing the podcast, My Labor of Love. These ratings and reviews seriously mean the world to me. This comment comes from Advo Emmy. Emmy says, this podcast isn't your mother's podcast. Maudie gets into the real deal stuff when it comes to living on purpose in multiple areas of life. I love her interview style and how she highlights her skills as an awesome question asker that will inspire you to get into action. Hit the subscribe button now, sister. You won't regret it. Emmy, what would I do without you and your amazing words? Thank you so much for your support. And I would love to hear what you think of the show. Leave a review and I will give you a shout out on a future episode. Hello, hello. You are tuning in to episode nine of the Living on Purpose podcast. And today I have a super fun guest for you. Valerie Adams is a dating mindset coach who believes that you can truly have it all. I met Valerie a few weeks ago at a VIP coaching workshop, and her vibe was so contagious that I just had to have her in my life. I know that you will feel the same after listening today. Even if you're not looking for a relationship, I encourage you to tune into this episode and promise that there are some amazing words of wisdom in here. Valerie is wise beyond her years, and this episode is legit packed with tangible, everyday tips that you can implement right away to create that dream life. Here we go. Welcome, Valerie Adams, to the Living on Purpose podcast. I am so excited to be interviewing you today. Oh, thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I was like so excited when you invited me on, and I cannot wait for today's episode. It is going to be so, so fun. And I want to just like jump right into all the good, juicy stuff. And I would love for you to introduce yourself first. Tell us a little bit about what she got going on personally and professionally and what has you really excited right now? Ooh, I love that question. Okay. So I am a dating mindset coach and I know at first, like hearing that you're like, oh, she's a relationship. She's a love coach. 
Yes and no. So what I do is I work with women. I support women who are what I like to call boss babes. So they're girls who have created amazing results in their lives. They hustle. You know, maybe they're in a leadership role at work. They have their own business. They are just complete doers. And the one box that they have not checked off yet is finding that relationship and finding love. It's not to say that they haven't been out there and dated and tried. Maybe they're single right Right now and aren't dating, but no matter what, there's something within their mindset where they're saying, you know, I really want to meet that person, but I just know that I get to work on something within myself first. And so that's where I come in and I support them in really rewriting those limiting beliefs, completely wiping out everything we've ever known to be true about love, really take responsibility for past dating patterns, what's worked, what hasn't worked and get super duper clear on what they want moving forward. Out of a relationship. And I'm just like so passionate about that. Obviously, everyone, not everyone, but most of us coaches, as you know, we get into our work because of something that we struggled through and then came on the other side of. And so for me, it was years, like decades of dating where I was attracting men who were toxic, men who didn't treat me with the respect that I deserved. And I spent most of my dating quote unquote career confused, anxious, you know, feeling like I was on an audition. And once I finally worked through what was keeping me stuck and holding me back, then I was able to completely rewrite my dating love story and be completely open to accepting new love, new relationships. And now I'm with a man who treats me so incredibly, treats me like a queen every day. And I'm telling you, I never thought this type of love was possible. And it's because I didn't think I was worthy of it. Oh, I love that. That's amazing. And I love that you pointed out as a coach, it is usually we're coaching to something that we've worked through and I haven't heard that before. And that is so, so true. And so wise, um, as coaches, we are living on the other side of the, of the issue or the big challenge. So that that's amazing. Uh, tell us what you got going on personally. Ooh, yes. So personally, I, I'm in a relationship that is so, so incredible. And I've just really been working on finding a balance and a flow in my business. I'm really big on being in my feminine energy and my masculine energy when it makes sense. So I noticed that everything works better in my life when I'm in my feminine energy, which means I'm more so allowing, I'm creative, I'm in a flow. So personally, I'm balancing that out and figuring out ways to have fun every single day, whether that be laying in bed an extra hour later and just being silly with my boyfriend and cracking jokes in the morning or you know, going to a trampoline park. We went to a couple weeks ago, getting out in the sun. So that's what I've been creating personally. And it's been really really, really great. And it's been super connected to my business as well. Okay. So that's amazing. I, you just seem so happy. I, I almost would wish a lot of times podcasts were, we could show the video because you're absolutely <laughs> glowing with happiness and life and abundance. And so oh, I, I, I know that that's going to transfer via audio, but I just want to, I just want to acknowledge that I see that in you. Oh, Thank you. I received that. That's the best compliment you could give. Thank you. Awesome. Okay. So attracting. So a lot of our listeners may already be in a committed relationship. So tell me about the mindset piece and in what ways have you seen in yourself and clients 
working on mindset and attracting other positive things in your life. Mm, yeah, absolutely. And it, it's all the same mindset perspective anyway, whatever you're manifesting. So it's like to cast dating aside, right? Like let's talk about your goals. Like let's okay. talk about what you're actually calling in. So what I really see works is a ton of things, but really creating possibility when you are in that state of manifesting and creating, you're saying anything's possible. I can have whatever I want. I'm going to be super open to any possibility and that's, what's going to show up for you. And that's when the magic happens. So that's really what I support my clients with is like changing their narrative, changing the story they're telling, because when we're always telling a story in our mind, so you might as well make it a story that's empowering. That makes you feel good. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, the living on purpose podcast is really all about people taking, making the conscious decision to live a life intentionally versus like you said, living, working, dying, and never really being really intentional uh, and purposeful about what you're going after your goals and what your dreams are and your mindset. So how would you, how would you teach someone in, you know, a couple minutes? How to change their story? How do we rewrite our narrative? Totally, totally. Great question. So really, it's quite simple. So the way you can tell if a story is empowering or disempowering you is based on how you feel in your body or how you feel emotionally when you're running that story in your mind. So you can really like take take notice of your thoughts and take play the part of an observer because as Tony Robbins says, these are not your thoughts. Your thoughts are not yours. So what would it be like to take yourself outside of your experience and say, wow, that's so interesting. She's telling herself this story that she can't do it, that she'll never make it. She's never going to have enough money. And ask yourself, what is the more empowering story I can tell? What's a better feeling story that's going to serve me and actually have me feel better? So when you're scanning your body, if you're like, that's not a good story, It's like, why are we living in worst case scenario when best case scenario is also just as likely? So a really powerful reframe that I have for my clients and that I use every day myself is I literally will stop myself when I'm telling a story and I'm like getting this weird feeling in my stomach, like my chest, I can't really breathe. And like your body will tell you Mm -hmm. and I'll be like, okay, stop. And I'll take myself outside of my body and I'll be like, is this a story that serves her? Yes or no. And it's like, no. So it's like, okay, what's the best case scenario? What's the best possible outcome? And then I always tell that story and you can literally feel in your body when you swap it out, you just feel lighter. And when you feel lighter, that's how you know, it's the truth. When something feels heavy Mm. and gives you that, that feeling in your body, like you can't breathe knots in your stomach. Like you guys know exactly how that feels. That means it's not the truth and it's a lie. Oh my gosh. Okay. That's amazing. I used, I used to do this, play this narrative right before bed. It was an interesting, and it was once I started to, I think I was reading Brene Brown and she, I think it's foreboding joy is what Brene calls it is always thinking of the worst case scenario, which you said. And I found myself doing this right before bed, like replaying either what happened on during the day or what's going to happen the next day. And I wasn't able to sleep. My anxiety, my heart would race and all these things uh, kept coming up. And then I realized I could change my story. I can change my narrative. And that 
that's pretty empowering. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I, I can so relate to that too, where I used to lay in bed and it was like, that was my evening routine was like replaying every conversation I had. I remember I used to like go back to every interaction I had in that day, especially when I was in my corporate job before I did this type of mindset work. And I'd be like, Oh my God, that was really awkward in front of this director. Did I say the right thing? And then you go into self-judgment and guess what you take into your dreams and guess what goes into your subconscious mind when you end the day, you know, replaying the past, you're, you're going to, that stuff shows up in your sleep and then it imprints further on your subconscious mind. Absolutely. Okay. Here's another question. So once we realize that we are in charge of our thoughts and we are responsible for taking a step back and analyzing, is this thought serving me or is it hindering me? I feel like once you're aware of that, a lot of judgment can come up as you're aware of all these negative thoughts that are happening throughout the day. So how do you combat that? Yeah. So What's really cool about every thought is it's just a thought and any quote unquote judgment is a psychological assessment. It's an interpretation. And so a thought is just a a thought. We say it's good or bad. Like, for example, if someone says, hey, can I give you feedback? And they tell you, you know, you're incredible. That's what that's, you can interpret that as quote unquote good feedback. If someone says, hey, you're, you're really annoying, right? Which that wouldn't be constructive, but let's say that. And then you would say that's bad feedback. Mm -hmm. Really? It's just feedback. It's all neutral. So everything is neutral. And we are the ones who say, you know, this is a bad thought. This is a good thought. So again, it's like, we get to really be mindful of our judgments and what we're labeling because our words Mm -hmm. are so powerful. And I know we talked about this in our workshop a few weeks ago. It's like, the words that you speak, they not only describe your reality, they also completely determine your reality. So be very mindful of the words you're saying and how they make you feel when you're saying them. Okay. Awesome. That I just had, I I think I just had an aha moment there with asking about the judgment and realizing that a judgment isn't either, isn't either right or wrong, positive or negative. It is just a thought. Okay. I'm having these negative thoughts. And then I catch myself and go down a little spiral. Instead, I can say, good catch. Good catch, Madi. You caught yourself again. Awesome. How are we going to reframe this? Oh, I I love that. And that just came to you. Yeah. As you were, as you were talking. Yeah. So thank you for that. I love that. That's so, I love that. Okay. The other thing that you do is you teach women to fall in love with themselves. Oh yeah. Talk to me about why this is so important and how we do this. How do we fall more in love with ourselves? Totally. Yes. So my number one core belief around that is that we're, we're always teaching people how to treat us and people are going to love you the same way you love yourself. So people with high self-worth are attracting people Okay. Hold on. Say that again. People will love you. People will love as people will love you as much as you love yourself. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. Okay. All right. (laughs) So when, when we are, especially when we're first dating, right? Like 
uh, our partner is looking at like, Oh, how do I, how do I be in relationship with them? And we don't realize it, but sometimes when we're showing like, Oh, I'll drop everything for you. Like I can come last. Don't worry about me. You come first. We're, we're teaching that person how to treat us. We're showing them like, Hey, like my needs can go on the back burner. Mm-hmm. And it's not that that person is going to take advantage of you, but that's what you're teaching them. So they're learning. They're like, Oh, if she says she doesn't need to like take a break, she says she doesn't need time for herself. I'm going to believe that. So that is my number one core belief is that we set that tone and we're constantly teaching people how to be in relationship with us. Oh my gosh. That is so vital because that can be used in any any relationship, whether it's with kids, with a partner at work, people will love you as much as you love yourself. And when you show people that your needs can go on the back burner, that's the way you will live. And that's the way you will show up. And that's the way everyone will treat you. Uh, that Okay. That's amazing. So how do we begin to put ourselves on the front burner and take care of ourselves and learn to love ourselves the way we want others to love us. Oh my gosh, absolutely. So what I would say for someone who's starting their journey of like self-love, the first thing that I would say is really giving yourself space, quote unquote, every day to be with yourself. So this is like one of the first things I set my clients up with is creating a morning and evening routine. So this is before you wake up and or you wake up in the morning and it's before you're getting on your phone, before you're answering texts, before you're, you know, making food for the kids, whatever. It's before you serve other people, you get to serve yourself. So in the morning, you know, having that 30 minutes, even an hour, if you can completely to yourself, I stretch my clients to have their phone on airplane mode and you are spending time journaling. I have a four step journal practice. I love to do that. I'm happy to share. Um, it's, it's really, it takes about like 10, 15 minutes. And then using that the rest of that time to get clear on your goals and what you want for the day any books you're reading, anything that makes you feel good. Because the second you answer a text and email, you're starting your day for someone else. And it's like, you kind of go out the window. So I know a lot of us, like we roll out of bed and we, the first thing we do is we turn on our phone, like before we're even fully awake. And that actually like lowers your energy, believe it or not, to be like, right on your phone right away. So how it's all about keeping that energy for yourself, doing something nice for yourself and starting off that day, your day that way. And I always recommend ending your day the same way if you can. And self-care is a non-negotiable. So what self-care looks like is it's you, it's an act of you saying, I love myself so much and I deserve the best. So this is what I'm giving myself. And I think sometimes we confuse self-care and we think that means like a massage or a spa day and it gets to be this really like extravagant experience. But self-care is taking a bath. It can even be telling someone no when you just really, it's, it could even be telling someone no to plans when you just really want to spend time with yourself. So self-care can look very different. And, you know, you would be, you would be shocked. I ask women I get on the phone with 
and when we're talking about, you know, what they're looking to achieve and, you know, every woman I speak with wants to love herself more, whether she says it or not. Right. And I ask, I'm like, so how is self-care going for you? And most, most women don't carve out that time or it's like, Oh, last Saturday I did a yoga class. And it's like, well, what about today? So daily self-care, that space for yourself, speaking, loving, kind affirmations to yourself. Those I, I would say are the, the jump starters, the really loving yourself. Okay. All right. So, so number one is to, I love this. Give your space, give yourself space and time every day to be with yourself. And before you serve others, you get to serve yourself. That is really impactful. Super. I'm going to take that and I'm going to use that because I do have a a morning routine and it's definitely um, structured and I haven't put those terms around it. And I really, I really love that mantra almost. Mm. Um, and then self-care, daily self-care and loving affirmations. So those are your three big tips to start loving yourself a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Every day. And it's, it's very easy to incorporate and you know, again, we think sometimes we're like, we think that loving ourselves is going to take this big, like Tony Robbins event or like, you know, reading this book or doing a course or whatever, but really it's the small things you do every day. It's not about a big thing. It's about little tiny things every single day. And that's what over time compounds into you loving yourself and you'll feel better right away. Like I'm addicted to self-care. I'm addicted to investing in myself in that way because of how good I feel immediately and in the moment. So if you're going to get addicted to something, you may as well get addicted to loving yourself. It's the best addiction out there. Absolutely. And I love that you point out that it is just, it can start super small. It can be just a little bit of time every single day. A lot of us, I think when we start to attempt a new habit, we start huge, really, really big, and we don't bite size it down to actual manageable steps. And it's so easy to skip a day here, skip a day there when, um, it's huge. And so just paring it down, just choose one of the top three to begin and do it every single day and see what happens. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, let's, um, I, I, I wanted to, uh, ask you a little bit about limiting beliefs. And I think that, uh, we talked about our negative self-talk and I don't know if they are correlated, at all. But when we were at the seminar, I really um, got emotional when we started talking, when you started talking about limiting beliefs and just becoming aware of them and how they have served us in the past and how they're not serving us anymore. So how can we become aware if we're not already of our limiting beliefs and how can we begin to change them and believe something different? Yeah. So limiting beliefs are, and by the way, before I dive in, I seriously loved connecting with you um, when we were at the retreat weekend. And I want to acknowledge you for the work you did. I know that you really took a deep dive into, you know, your limiting beliefs and things that held you back. And I just like loved your energy and I loved the work you put forth. So you are such a great example for the women listening to your podcast that, you know, it's 
the job is never done, right? It's like we're learning every day. And I love that you are a student of life for life. Like even Tony Robbins is still a student. We're, We're all still students. So I just want to acknowledge you for that. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, of course. And then diving into limiting beliefs, those limiting beliefs, they could be a ton of things. So they are little gremlins. I like to say that live inside you that tell you, you can't do something. And a lot of the time it's your ego talking. So we have our ego and our ego is the little voice in our head that believe it or not, is trying to keep us safe. That's actually its only job is to keep us safe, not happy. Our ego is not concerned if we're happy or not. Our ego is just trying to get us to avoid pain. So our ego will convince us of things that will keep us really small and keep us stuck so we don't have to face a greater pain. So our ego and limiting beliefs go hand in hand because limiting beliefs are stories we tell ourselves that hold us back. Like we pay some serious prices for having these limiting beliefs. And they're something that we once created and repeated enough times that we believe it as truth. We believe it as the law. Like we believe it to be as true as the sky is blue and it's ingrained in us. So I actually, I have a fantastic practice that I do, a tool that I give to my clients where we really go through our limiting beliefs and where they came from. And the reason we have a limiting belief is because we believe it serves us in some way or else we wouldn't have it. So I know one of my biggest limiting beliefs used to be that I couldn't trust men. They would hurt me. You know, they only wanted to be you know, intimate and they didn't truly want a relationship. So by me believing that, that belief actually served me because it quote unquote protected me Mm. because I had that deep rooted belief that men didn't actually want a relationship. Like, do you think I was letting myself get like close to men and get invested emotionally? No. So I ended up, you know, of course I never got hurt because I wasn't, you know, I didn't give men that chance, but I was also paying a greater price, which was not having connected, loving, intimate relationships in my life. And with our limiting beliefs, we really get to get clear on what it is, how it's serving us, how it's benefiting us, and also where it came from. So we weren't born with these. The only two fears we had when we were born are were the fear of a loud noise and the fear of falling. That's it. And so everything else, we somehow decided this is a fear. This is limiting belief. And we have hundreds of thousands of limiting beliefs. So your belief system is what's going to drive you no matter what. So if you believe that you can be successful, then you're going to take the steps to be successful. You don't believe it's possible. You're going to sabotage yourself and not take the steps. So your belief system is the most important thing that you get to work on. And to your point, it totally correlates with self-talk, negative self-talk, because when we let our ego run the show, that's what keeps us in the same place. But when we let our future self, our higher self run the show, that's when we live in possibility. So what I highly recommend is looking at the limiting belief, getting clear on where it came from, getting clear on the benefit that it has, quote unquote, also getting clear on the price that we are paying for buying into this BS belief. So when I say a price, it's like, what, what is it that you don't have in your life because you've 
chosen to use this limiting belief? Like, how has it held you back? How has it kept you stuck financially, stuck in your career, stuck Mm -hmm. in a disempowering friendship, relationship, whatever. And also understanding the greater payoff. So, okay, if I didn't believe this and I believed the opposite, what, what is the higher possibility? Okay. So for me, I was like, whoa, I can have like a committed relationship with someone who makes me feel amazing and is a true partner every day. That sounds a lot better than guarding my heart and being quote unquote protected. And then asking yourself, you know, what is a better feeling story that I can tell? What's a new story telling that story and then literally playing that on repeat And before you do that, also looking for evidence to disprove your limiting belief. So like, imagine if you were in a court of law and the judge was like, Valerie, can you show me, you know, any relationship where a man actually wants to be committed and doesn't want to just hurt the woman? I'd be like, crap. Yeah. I can tell you like hundreds of them. Mm -hmm. So you always want to find evidence to dispel your limiting belief. So asking yourself, well, has there ever been a time where I've been able to make money or have I ever been able to do X, Y, Z in the past? Yes. Okay. It can be done. Great. So over time you get to really bust these limiting beliefs, a lot of repetition and changing the story you're telling yourself. The words you speak matter so, so much. Okay. I love that. And it sounds like it's something that we're constantly, at least in my experience, constantly working on, constantly reminding ourselves of our new story and constantly seeking out new and old evidence that disproves these limiting beliefs. Because I know for sure they held me back for a long time until I was able to hire a coach to help me work through them. And they still, the gremlins still creep in. Yes. So it's constant work and it's amazing work and it's not easy, but it's, it's amazing that it's wonderful. How many lives you're touching through this because um, yeah, it's just wonderful. Mm. So um, before we wrap up and I ask you my last question, um, how can, how can the listeners find you? Where, where do you hang out? Where do you like to hang out? Oh my gosh. So I'm like constantly hanging out on Instagram. You'll see me posting about my dog. I have a a 15 year old Chihuahua Soya who I love. She is just like so fun. You'll see me drinking LaCroix. You'll also see some mindset tips from me. So follow me on Instagram at the mindful babe is my handle. Would love to have you in my Facebook community. It's the mindful babes Facebook community. If you search in group, just search mindful babes. And I also hang out on a podcast as well called mindful babes. So pretty much type in mindful babe and I should pop up. Awesome. Perfect. I'll put all those in the show notes for sure. Yay. So uh, my last question, the one that I end each interview with is Miss Valerie, what does living on purpose mean to you? Living on purpose means being so clear about the type of life that you want and deserve to live, having a vision that's so strong that it drives you and completely overrides 
any feeling, any emotion you have, and it's literally the wind beneath your wings every day, living a life where you know that anything is possible and that the universe is on your side, the universe wants you to win, the universe wants you to have it all, and knowing that you are worthy of having every single thing you desire. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you so much for being here. It was an absolute pleasure. Oh, thank you so much for having me. So great connecting with you again. You are so incredible. And thank you to anyone listening to this for being such a loyal listener of the podcast and also being so open to me. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you. Yes. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Living on Purpose podcast. It has been a blast hanging out with you. If you love this week's episode, please hit that subscribe button. That way you won't miss any future goodness we throw your way. Craving community and connection with like-minded badass women? Feel free to join us in the Living on Purpose Facebook group. And of course, the best gift that you could possibly give is an honest review on iTunes. All right, that's it. Until next time always keep living on purpose.